Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast on the War Tactics. Yo, it's just Darcy here. And this is Big Geek Kumar. Welcome back, bros. I'm back in Canada. What, what? <laughs> it's good to be back. It's good to have my mic again and not have to use this thing. Mm, yeah. So uh, uh, I, I wanted to ask, how are you guys doing this week? Mm. My it... my internet is cutting in and out, man. So <laughs> Yo, it, it might be a rough show. for you, bro. <laughs> oh, there it goes. <laughs> Oh Lord, oh Lord. We'll we'll try to make it through. <laughs> yes. Yes. My, my week's been better than Texas Internet. That's how, that's what I can say. <laughs> uh yeah, we'll we'll just see if Jason Statham will come at uh tactics at any point uh in this uh podcast because he is going to attempt a second try of giving the review. However, uh we are going to jump right into our geeky news segment of today's podcast. First one is not so great. Uh, and unfortunately, it was something that happened literally, like we found out about it literally a couple hours ago. Unfortunately, uh, the legendary actor Carl Weathers has passed away. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Carl Weathers was famously known uh, in as Apollo Creed in the Rocky franchise, film franchise. Uh, he, um, he passed away uh, today, uh, they say peacefully in his sleep. Uh, he also gained new, uh, how should I say, uh, a resurgence of popularity among Star Wars fans because he joined the Mandalorian in first season as Grief Karga and also directed a few episodes, which also got him uh, a lot of uh, praise for that as well. But uh, yeah, the action Jackson. Sorry, Action Jackson uh, passed away uh, today, and for me personally. I was sad to hear it because I was looking forward to more Carl Weathers directed uh, action scenes from the Star Wars franchise, whether it would be from The Mandalorian or whether it be uh, from uh, any other Star Wars franchise. Because I figured that, you know, they were loving keeping him around. But uh, let's just like uh, check in with uh, with my bros to see uh, how this sad news is hitting them. So, Doris, let's start with you, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's unfortunate to see, you know, like, uh, uh, remember him fondly for, for Rocky or for Predator. Um, uh, oh, Predator. Dylan. Yeah. And it was really loving, um, you know, him in Mandalorian and, you know, wondering where, where that will all go from, from here on out. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate. I'm glad to hear that, you know, it was a peaceful passing and, you know, it's fortunate to, that, you know, that, you know, that feels sudden for us. And I don't know if it was for, for his family, but, uh, you know, um, you know, our condolences and, and, you know, um, you know, it's just, you know, the world loses another, uh, you know, great legend. Yeah. T. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to laugh in this situation. His internet uh, just acted up for those listening to the audio version of the podcast, and he <laughs> just left at a very inopportune time to do so. Yes. Um, so, um, but I know that you know he 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 thinks fondly of, of Carl Weathers as well, especially when it comes to Rocky and and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll we'll try to jump back to him uh, uh, whenever his uh, internet comes back. But uh, okay, so uh, for the family of Carl Weathers, for all the, all of us fans of Carl Weathers, uh, you know, rest in peace, rest in power, uh, and thank you for 
the legacy you gave us, the stories that you told us, and the act and the action that you gave us, especially with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I will never forget the the handshake that turned into a uh, arm wrestle uh, in midair during Predator. And I will, whenever I meet someone named Bill, Dylan, I will call him a son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so moving on to our next topic. Uh, now, this was something that caught me by surprise, and I'll tell you why. Dave Patel, uh, who was, uh, as you all know, the Slumdog Millionaire uh, big breakout role, uh, went on to do um, um, Aaron Sorkin's In Treatment as one of like a regular cast members, did a bunch of other like indie films, uh, and recently did an uh, indie film called, the I think it was like The Green... Uh, let me just uh, look that up. Uh, the the Green Knight. Uh, anyway, so he kind of dropped off uh, the radar uh, for a while, and it was uh, oh, yeah. So tactics has uh, jumped in. Uh, he has a comment saying the worst moment to lose my internet. I just wanted to say I was a big fan of the Rocky franchise. R.I.P. to the goat. Yeah. Uh, Darcy, can you like put that on the screen to, uh, for the for others? Absolutely. One second here. Boom. There we go. Yeah. So uh, there's uh, tactics uh, jumping back in in best he can. Hopefully he'll be able to jump back in uh, at a later point. But yes, going back to what I was saying about um, uh, Dave Patel, the reason why we're talking about him today is because seemingly coming out of uh, nowhere and also uh, returning back with a big splash on the uh, cinema circuit, he released a trailer uh, for uh, a movie that, or say, uh, his film company, Universal Pictures, uh, released a trailer for an upcoming action thriller film uh, based in India. And it is, but it is English-speaking characters in India. Nonetheless, Dave Patel is starring in it, but what was surprising to me is not only was he starring in it, he's the director, and he helped write it and is also a producer. So this really does explain why he disappeared uh, right after the last few films. My man was busy. Yeah, he's been putting in that work. He also, uh, did you mention who also is producing behind the scenes? Yes, uh, I'm going to let you take that one, uh, Dars. Yeah, so um, uh, Jordan Peele jumped in here to help out Dev Patel. Uh, is, it, is it pronounced Dev? Uh, Dave. 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 Patel. Oh, Dave. Okay. Um, and so he he jumped in because he wanted to save this from hitting Netflix because uh, <laughs> he he wanted to be, make sure it was a theatrical release, which this movie absolutely looks like. It was funny because we had seen this trailer. At shortly after seeing the um, Roadhouse trailer. And we were yeah. all saying the Roadhouse trailer looks like that should be in the theaters. And we've come to find out that you know, there's more stuff related to that. Are we talking about that today in the podcast? Or are we talking about last week? I forget. We talked about <laughs> last week, actually. Okay, yeah, we did. All right. I, I just want to make sure I wasn't jumping ahead here. But yeah, that... Um, we find out that the, the the director really, really, really wants that to, to be in theaters and Amazon really, really doesn't. So, um, oh my God. 
But in this particular uh, instance, uh, Jordan Peele really wanted this to go to theaters, and so he jumped into executive produce to bring it to was it Universal Pictures so that they can get it released in the theaters. And ooh, it's definitely a film that definitely needs to be in theaters. I mean, they both do, but this one for sure needs to be. Yes. So uh, as you can see, the the film is called Monkey Man. It stars Dave Patel, and the uh, sin uh, the premise is called. Uh, an anonymous young man working in an underground fight club sets out to exact revenge against a group of corrupt leaders who are responsible for his mother's death and also taking advantage of the poor people in India. So I just was like, I just clicked on it because it said Monkey Man on trailer. And I was like, oh, let's see what this is. I'm like, oh, there's Dave Patel. And then I'm just like, whoa, what's happening right now? And then at the end, it's like, you know, uh, directed by Dave Patel. I was like, so I passed it to my bros, and while we have him uh, currently uh, able to speak to us, Tactics, what did you think of the trailer for Monkey Man? For the record, I passed it on to you guys. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Taking my credit, bro. Come on. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. I, I didn't get around. To, uh, I, was, I was watching it when you, uh, when you posted it. Yeah, that's, right. a, that's a damn lie. We had just got off the podcast, but okay. <laughs> Slacking and lacking. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was fant- I thought this trailer was fantastic, and the fact that uh, Jordan Jordan Peele is co-signing this is fascinating to me. And not to mention that Dev Patel, I haven't seen him in a whole lot. I I did see Slumdog Millionaire, and I saw Chappie. I haven't seen the the so Green Knight. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was so good in Chappie. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I didn't watch Chappie, but damn, okay. He was uh, the one who created the robot. Then the robot goes out and finds a bunch of friends with that one actor who's yeah. in every single one of these movies in, in yeah. South Africa. <laughs> and then and then ends up at the end of the film, they they, they they join together and he calls him his maker. So uh, David referred to as the maker. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because for me, it, it was like Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, I saw him in The Last Airbender, which I mean, yeah, I tried okay. to forget. Just, just move on. Uh, yeah. I saw him and in that so- too, but I didn't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are better people. Uh- <laughs> uh, and then I saw him in the newsroom. I liked him in the newsroom, but I fucking loved him in the movie Lion. Like he blew it out of the park uh, in that movie, and I was just like, "Man, this actor is going places." And then he, uh, then I saw him in Green Knight, but like that was like a really delayed release and it was kind of like a weird uh, like arthurian uh story so i was kind of like okay Mm. and then he just kind of went quiet and then he pops back up here we are but sorry t you were saying yeah the dude can act man that's that's what i was kind of getting at um he's he's impressed me in all the movies that i've I've seen him in and the fact that he co-wrote this he's directing it and he also starring in it and not just starring in it he's actually putting on a believable performance as an action star which is it, I, like that i think has me the most intrigued and i think he's in a good position right now because like usually when you have people that take on multiple jobs like this like actor director writer they they kind of are in a sweet kind of medium where they're like if it doesn't do well then you can like attribute it to like oh yeah like he just took on way too much right and you know, like it was just maybe he just bit more than he could chew. But then if it does really well, then he's going to be really revered as like, like, like a really top notch filmmaker and potentially a new action star. 
and a good writer. So I'm excited for him, man. I, I'm I'm glad that he, um, you know, being a minority is getting the the respect that he deserves now, and I I hope he does really well with this. So we'll we'll only see. We gotta wait and see. Dars. Yeah, I mean, I also want to throw out that uh, it looks like the man is doing his own stunts too, mm-hmm. right? So, so yeah. like, I mean, like, talk about taking on a lot of lot, lot of responsibility, you know? Yeah. And I'm also loving the fact that yes, he may be a minority in Hollywood, but where he filming this, he ain't the mi- minority. And, and I yeah. love that he's filming this in uh, like on a location, not on a, you know movie sets that just don't feel real because you know you know i'll talk about this in the podcast and i will talk about this endlessly shooting in real locations and giving me scenes where i can see multiple human beings interact with each other in whatever capacity they need to interact versus over the shoulder shots is a big thing i want to see and be immersed in a world and this is immediately draws me in not just because of the action but because it looks placed in a world like i'm this is giving me uh reminiscence of obviously john wick there's a like people are already calling it like this looks like the indian john wick but this is giving me reminiscence of the raid series right like like out of respect to that like when i saw the kitchen fight scene i was like oh it's kind of reminding me of that because i was thinking of like in john wick when we have um uh, it man doing stuff in the kitchen but that stuff also a lot of these things always play back to me to like was it the second or third raid where they have the two a pair off in the kitchen yeah and get, and get in, yeah the second one so like that that scene that's even being picked up uh in like jujitsu kaizen anime like yeah. and so so like i've just like when i saw this i was like there's stuff that reminds me of it but like when i watched this this trailer when i watched the trailer i was like yo i was i was showing it to, to family and i was like you gotta see the hot sauce scene you see you guys notice the hot sauce scene Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he puts the guy's head down on the yep. on, on the grill, puts a hot sauce on it, and then the flame picks up a bit. I'm like, oh shit, the hot sauce. Oh, I love it. Frank, I put that shit on everything. <laughs> Even motherfuckers' faces. Go on, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, fun fact. Um, he's actually a black belt in Taekwondo. Oh, I heard he, he had to do that for a role pays off pays off and i'm just glad that that role actually had some benefits for his future career wait you mean he uh, because it takes a long time to get a black belt you mean he did it just to for that he started he, he started learning martial arts for that for that role Oh, he started, he didn't finish it. He started it. And then he's like, well, I'll continue this on because it was the only good thing that came out of this (laughs) Voldemort of a film. (laughs) (laughs) You you know what I also like about this is that uh, Tactics is saying he's he's showing like a very believable uh, action star. And what I like about it is that this fighting feels realistic in that um, he's a... He's a man who can clearly move fast because he's lighter in weight. And yeah. it's about like, but it doesn't change how much fury and how much uh, damage somebody can inflict. 
you know, like I love my Reacher, and, but this is a completely opposite of the scale. And I yeah. love it because it's like, it plays to that. It doesn't try to pretend like, oh, this guy is massively strong. Like even the trailer, we get to see him try to jump out a window and it could like doing, do, <laughs> doing the he old like- Cap- run off on that thing. <laughs> it's like he was missing the Captain America shield. He's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Cause I'm like, hey, there's gonna be a bit of comedy in here. There's gonna be a bit of comedy in here at times where he's just- it's Like I saw this just- in a movie once. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think that, I think the, the realism is going to be made as the comedy yeah i i I get that because i feel like there's gonna be like there has to be like a john wick moment that just does just goes wrong right and you're just like i know what you yeah yeah like if you get hit by several cars like you're gonna die like you're not walking that shit off (laughs) actually i think we also saw another one it's like you know when he like like when the guys like come into the bathroom and he like smashes the uh the big uh like uh water tank for like the fish yeah. And like he starts like sliding along with it, and you're like, oh, he 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 thought it would take them out, but it took him with them. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, Plan C. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm mad excited about this one. Like it's funny. Like like in this week, you showed me Red House. I'm like, man, I'm so jacked. I haven't been jacked in a minute. Two seconds later, oh my goodness. <laughs> so, so I am all in on this film. Yeah, so for me, I would say I have I have a slightly different perspective than you guys, but no less excited. Because oh, okay, I thought you was going. I thought you was not, going to say something something so, wrong so, here. <laughs> no, no, no. So for me, like first of all, as a South Asian, yes, this is Indian and not Pakistani, but as a South Asian, this makes me happy because this is not this can do really well in North America and equally equally if not more in Pakistan, India. Hmm. because this is t- like this story has been done to death in Bollywood. Mm. This is one of like the main, so I've been seeing these types of films with this sort of like, this will be such a cliche for me because I've seen it since I was a kid from like the the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties and two thousands of Bollywood films. Here's the 2020s. Here's the 2020s. <laughs> and but, but what I like about this is this has all the feels of a Bollywood film, but it is also has all the feels of a, a Hollywood action film. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you said that it's, and also I, I read somewhere, it was like the, the John Wick of Mumbai. It looks like that. It also looks like it will be completely accessible to the people in India or Pakistan or both. And about the action sequences that you were talking about, Darcy, especially like in terms of the movements and like against John, um, against like Reacher and style, the choreographer for this film has done a Jackie Chan film, has done a Scott Akin film, has done a Donnie Yen film. Mm-hmm. So this is like Dave Patel, like, and I think you said it the best, Darcy. It's like my man has been putting in the work, and all across the board like he got people who can help him write stuff because he's like hey i got a story i got ideas i got scenes i want to do this he got other people to join in and i gotta say i really appreciate i'm like like i've always loved him but like i'm really appreciating jordan peele right now because making sure this goes out in theaters is the most like supportive thing you can do it's Mm -hmm. like uh it's like what people said about um, oops uh, about uh, Black Panther. It's like, hey, uh, hey Ryan Coogler, 
you didn't need to make uh, South Americans into like more powerful uh, like uh, people than anyone else on Earth, but you did, and like you, and like this feels kind of on that same like level, and it, it kind of like that's what I'm saying. Like it gives me a different perspective because it, this is not my culture, but like semi detached next door culture. While at the same time, it's something that I, I grew up with, and I'm seeing it done well in Hollywood. And I got Jordan Peele making sure that it's going to theaters. It's not something going straight to streaming. Now we should send him to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can all pick it up after it comes out of the theaters. You know, like I've always been on this this thing when it comes to this, like go to theaters and then go go to streaming. Like the only thing that bothered me was like it took so long between theaters and streaming, only because it used to take that long for like VHSs and DVDs. So yeah. they just kept the same time frame. And I'm like, yo, once it comes out the theaters, one or once it's at the, the the super tail end where there's only like four theaters just have it, but most of them have dropped it come out streaming just yeah. release then so I'm like that's what i want for this, this film is like you do your theater run and when your theater run is like not really making any money anymore boom pops up on netflix and then while it's still hot let's go <laughs> like let's keep watching it so i'm i'm anyway sorry i just had to rant on that uh i also got uh so one of the other writers of the film uh they're the guy who did master and commander like wrote commander. master and commander that uh um Oh, what you call it? Russell Peterson, like boat film, and also they did Walking with Dinosaurs. The writing, yeah, screenwriter, solid classics. Got you, got you. Yeah. So, mom, like Dave Patel got like he didn't fuck around when he got back up. Yeah, it, I love that because it could be like they have most of the script, they couldn't get this certain part. They go and call a guy who knows classics. Let me help you. Yeah, do this, change this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because like. It all looks exactly like it's going to be a classic, and I just hope it lives yeah, up to that. Me too. Like, 100% me too. All right. Moving on to our next topic. So our last bit of geeky news for this week uh, was a little bit of a – well, actually, no. It was completely uh, believable, and also it's kind of what I was hoping for. But So, so the casting for Supergirl – for the upcoming Supergirl uh, Woman of Tomorrow film, uh, the, the I think it was like the, I don't know if it's the next film after Superman Legacy from James Gunn's new DCU, but nonetheless, the casting for that has been completed. And uh, Millie Alcock, uh, sorry, let me, uh, I got that name right. Millie Alcock uh, uh, got the role for Supergirl. She is now cast as Kara Zorel, Superman's cousin. And uh, will be starring in her very own film uh, after Superman Legacy. Now, I'm going to just jump in with my opinion. I think this is a great choice. I when I saw the finalists for who's being cast, I wanted it to be her. I did know the other actresses as well, but I didn't know their body of work as well. I know her from specifically from uh, House of the Dragon, where she plays Rhaenyra Targaryen, and well, I should say the young Rhaenyra Targaryen. Uh, for like the first like four episodes of the season, I think she did a fantastic job. She did a really great job working with a lot of really seasoned actors and was able to hold her own against them. She is able to be fierce and determined. She can be intense and badass, and also she can be like womanly and seductive. Uh, not that I mean, uh, 
Supergirl is seductive. I'm just saying that like Millie Alcock has a lot of range, uh, and I'm I'm happy with this choice. Personally, however, and I I'm just going to say this because I, this is something that I was hoping for. I'm a little disappointed that they didn't stick with Sarah, Sasha Kaje, Supergirl from uh, the Flash movie. She was one of the best things in the movie for me, next to Michael Keaton. I should say second to Michael Keaton, not next to second. T, I said second. T, second. Second to Michael Keaton. Pull it back, baby. Pull it back. <laughs> <laughs> but but nonetheless, I I liked the character that Sasha Kaje had for Supergirl. It was a, a person that had a completely different view of humanity from from Kal-El, uh, it had someone who kind of had a different relationship with humanity. And also she chose to be a hero for a different reason than, uh, than Clark. So having developed that would have been very fascinating seeing her kind of become uh, a more harder super girl, but also a more nuanced, more interesting, more dynamic character who has to find the good in humans. But also I like the idea of, literally the the first thing she she came from an advanced society and like is now living on earth which is like cavemen days or like like uh or like people who could barely turn on the light sort of thing it would have been interesting to see that develop and and also she can be a badass like i would have liked to see more of that but i have to give that up because just like, like everybody else i agreed that they needed to do a straight uh, redo of the DCU uh, uh, for the DCU to survive. Sorry, the, uh, a straight cleansing of the DCEU so that the DCU could survive. And I am not upset about this choice. This is a, this is James Gunn proving that he knows people, he knows the characters, and he's casting people properly. Uh, I want to just go to Maybot's comment right now, and I cannot. I will absolutely agree with what she's saying. She was mommy Supergirl. What? What? <laughs> Sorry, I need context. <laughs> uh, let's just say that uh, Maybot and I are fans of Sasha Kante as Supergirl. You, 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 mommy. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, uh, okay. So, uh, having to do with this change, this casting, uh, T. What are your thoughts on uh, Millie Alcock, Alcock's uh, casting? So I'm really happy with this casting is what I would say if I knew who she was. <laughs> well played. I, 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 I apologize for my ignorance. As you guys both know, I was not an avid fan of the Game of Thrones series or anything that came before or after it. So, yeah, I'm unfamiliar with... Uh, her as a person this is the, actually the first time i'm seeing this face so yeah i don't really have much to go on other than i trust in james gunn and it, he's obviously seen something in her that he likes and feels that she'll be fit for the role so if he's game i'm game so it's all good i agree with you uh umar uh, i i really did enjoy sasha Kaye's uh portrayal of supergirl and i would have liked for that to carry forward into the new dcu but the only thing not that i had an issue with but that i was just kind of like 
it took a while to get used to. She doesn't look like the typical Supergirl that I've seen in in the comics. Or sorry, yeah, well, yeah, in the comics, but also in like the animated shows. Just like the really? black hair. Well, because of the black hair, it was kind of like throwing me off, like because I'm used to like. Oh, sorry, you're talking about Sasha Kaja. Sasha Kaja, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sorry, this girl looks know. more. No, no. Like, yeah, Millie so, okay. looks more like. I was like, like dude, she has like blonde hair. <laughs> like, what? No, no, no. no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about gotcha, Sasha Kaya. Gotcha. Like, I I enjoy her her portrayal. I just didn't think that she looked the part. But she, I mean, in terms of what she gave us in the short amount of time that she was on screen, she bodied that role. And I would have loved to have seen a deeper uh, exploration into um, into her character. But unfortunately, we're not gonna get to see that so i mean i'm open to i'm open to whatever at this point like i wasn't as attached to that supergirl as i was with henry cavill because we had seen henry cavill show up at multiple occasions and we wanted him. we we were just kind of like hoping for him to get to that superman-esque level and it was close but we didn't quite get there and so now they're rebooting everything so yeah i mean I, again like, like i said i trust in james gunn i i he, I mean, he hasn't really disappointed as far as I know. So uh, as long as he stays on that trajectory and he keeps up that momentum, I trust that this will be good. It's not something on my radar that I'm like super excited for until I see a trailer. Uh, I'm more curious about the, what he's going to do with Superman and obviously with Batman and Robin, but we'll see. I found the dark hair to be more reminiscent of Superman, which is why I was like digging it more. I agree. It's just not what I was used because I'm also I'm I was always used to just seeing her I as a blonde, right? So it just kind of right. yeah. Cool, Dars. Um, I don't have a Supergirl type, unlike some people in this podcast um, <laughs> <laughs> and in our comment section. It's not just me. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, I I mean uh like some other people um i have no understanding of her body of work because i stopped watching game of thrones uh after the ice capades so if you know what i'm referencing um, <laughs> um yeah yeah nothing not, nothing like nothing like a giant build up for nothing um <laughs> so um yeah i i'm not familiar with her body of work but i'm one as you all know, I'm the first one to to um, uh, believe in James Gunn. Um, second of all, his casting so far uh, have all looked perfect. Um, third of all, this is one hell of a stack cast, which I think this goes back to my uh, old theory of where the Superman legacy movie is going to go. I have a uh, I, I'm gonna keep this for off the podcast uh, at least for today because I don't want to diverge because it'll get it'll get intense. But I have I have I have a theory. I'll drop to you guys right after this. Um, but um, the one thing going on the on the, the Sasha part of this, you know, um, and, and the whole idea of like we just need to clean slate this, you know. I know James Gunn was going to try to interweave things a little bit, but now it's like there's no point. Just just move on. And the the, the last stuff that came out did not work, so just move on to the new. And so if I was looking up what people's suggestions were for recasting her, because. I was thinking of one character for her for Sasha to play, and it was on the list I was looking at. I just couldn't remember the name when I was thinking of it. Huntress. She she's got a very Huntress oh, vibe yeah. for me, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, hundred percent. 
right? You're, there's a few other people people suggested, but that was the one on the top of my list. I was like, yeah, I'd love to see like a Huntress because she just, I think she could, she, she has all of that to your mommy comment. I think that's <laughs> perfectly in line. It was um, Maybot's mommy comment? Yeah, yeah but you co-signed it. <laughs> you coincided sealed and delivered that thing like like fedex like damn <laughs> but uh yeah so overall um i'm just excited by by what i'm seeing and the setup there's clearly a lot of characters like her in this i don't think she's gonna have any significant role i think it's i again i have a theory for this for after the podcast and not i don't mean in the first in this first film this legacy i don't think that that role is going to be a lot of screen time i think it's a good setup for what's coming but i have a theory as to how that she's going to be used in this movie otherwise this movie right out of the gate is just starting off as an avenger level film because the gas level is insane like she i don't think she's in legacy no she, she i think she's getting her own movie she has she her is, own movie <clears throat> she is getting her own movie but i was looking up an imdb and it's rumored that she'll show up in superman legacy oh dang okay i did not know that Oh yeah, so that's why you guys aren't understanding why, my, why, why I keep hinting at. I was a little theory. confused when you were talking. I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, yeah I'm like, a, it, it says IMDb, and it says like that. It says rumored. So, and um, gotcha. she, the fact that, and I was thinking that immediately, like once they casted her before they even had a director for her film, it's like they probably cast her because James Gunn needs her to show up for a scene in this mm. film. And they need to know who she's going to be, and they have an idea of where all that's that's going. But they obviously don't have a director and a full story figured out. But James Gunn's probably written like the core of the story, and then they're gonna like figure out how to like do that later. But uh, anyways, yeah, I um uh yeah. Overall, she also she seems good. You speak highly. I know everybody who watched the House of Dragons is like all big on her <laughs> acting. So I mean. I'm 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 a believe in it. I'm a believe in it and, and go with it. Ooh, does this so, mean that uh, we're gonna see Brainiac in this movie, potentially? Uh, the, not necessarily, because uh, like so this movie, Superman, uh, so sorry, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, is based off the Tom King graphic novel, uh-huh. uh, with the same name, which is the image that you have posted right here, and this is uh where like Supergirl is like kind of traveling across the galaxy during her twenty first birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, as uh, um, as uh, Courtney has brought up, that there is a puppy involved, uh, aka I think I'm not sure if it's crypto or not. I think it was crypto. Yeah, it's it was crypto. Uh, and she also ends up meeting like other aliens. She goes on like a quest for vengeance uh, or like justice, depending on your point of view. No, actually, no, it was vengeance. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> she, 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 she was fucking some people up. Uh, and then uh, she event- she eventually ends up on a planet with like a red sun, and like she don't have no power, so she she that's why she needs that sword. So uh, I don't know if they're going to do that. <laughs> uh, they're going to adapt that, uh, but it would be interesting if they do. Mm. Got yeah, you. like she's she's not around in the universe because of her her little trip, and then more things ensue when we go back to earth in the, in like the storyline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just uh, going on some of the comments here, Maybot saying, so then is the entire DCEU going to be cast with young actors and we grow into the careers of the soups? I don't think the DCU is going to go that way. I think it's going to be like, uh, 
they're they're going with established soups and also bringing in their 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 sidekicks mm. so like you can have both of them going at the same time hmm. yeah I definitely think James Gunn. Uh, I'll, I'll keep some of my, my my theories for later. We can talk on another podcast. But I definitely think James Gunn is going for which I'm I'm happy about is in the middle of an an, an existing story. Like when you start a film yeah. and you're just like, this is where the world is, and you just kind of accept the the the, the piece. So it's like it already feels like we're we have seasoned superheroes. We have passed. Some of these villains have already been in jail. They'll come back out in films and stuff like that when we want to. But we're not doing no all this begins and and we got to build yeah. up a universe. Like no, the universe is established and it's like a consequence of events is where we're starting and what happens from that point on. And if you think about it, that's how Batman and Justice League started. Batman the animated series and Justice League the animated series. Oh, okay, yeah. And I, Young I, Justice. So like I thought, the three... I thought you said Batman in Justice League started, and I was like, which specific reference are we making? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, the Batman animated series. He was established. They just yep. went along with him. Uh, they did origin films of his villains, but that's about it. Uh, with Justice League Unlimited and Justice League, uh, like all of them were kind of established. Also, you're just getting to know them more. Yep. And with Young Justice, like these are the three most successful animated series that they had. And all of them started with, like you said, Darcy, an established hero situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Established universe. Tactics, you look like you have a thought. <laughs> no, sorry. I read uh, Courtney's comment and I had an immature moment because I, I realized <laughs> after what she meant. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all I continue, all I read continue. was hot D. I was like, what? <laughs> so uh, put the comment up so that people know what you're like. So Courtney said, oh, she's my girl, Rhaenyra from Hot D. How did I not realize that? And I was like, I, I knew exactly what she was, but uh, I see what you where you went, T. Is Hot D short for House of the Dragons? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, well, in all fairness, writing it Hot Dash D does not help with understanding what that means if you went h-o-t-d we would we would get it but you just you just made that it also if you look at it, it looks like a improper emotion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god guys all right so um going but uh going one comment above courtney was saying oh she's pretty i gotta know uh who's been cast as a super cute puppy uh sorry super the cute super puppy we will find out i, I don't know the breed of crypto but he's like the <laughs> he's the stereotypical white dog are you gonna like recognize the dog when he feels like oh i've seen you in other work <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> i okay so uh, this this came back to what you like there was like this like dog show you were talking about uh, darcy uh like last season sorry last podcast it was like something you watched as a kid it was like an episodic one where this dog like comes up and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah the littlest hobo <laughs> yeah so like i like when that happened i was kind of thinking i'm like is there ever going to be a time where we're gonna be like yo it's the dog from this thing 
uh or would we just not notice bro if you think we're gonna recognize a dog from a childhood show trust they, their lives don't live that long <laughs> no I'm, i know that i know i'm just saying like like let's say hypothetically speaking the dog from uh john wick not the one that died the one like the new one he got <laughs> it's, it's just a skeleton oh i recognize <laughs> Live action of, uh, of like a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and like, is that the skeleton from like John Wick? Uh, oh, that I, would be that'd be actually kind of good. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, will we ever get to the point where there's going to be a famous dog that we're all because like this comes from me watching uh, Perks, uh, uh, Par- Parks and Recreation, and like they had this like beloved uh, like horse of the town, and everyone's like, oh my god, it's little Sebastian, and I'm just like, will we ever have like a big screen version of that? Yeah, well, I mean, Courtney's got it. It's like, might be Airbud's uh, descendant. Hollywood has a lot of nepotism. I'm like, I don't think, I don't th- think when it comes to dogs, it's truly nepotism. It's like, who works? <laughs> and by the way, for reference text, I don't think you were on the podcast at the moment I was talking about the littlest hobo, but I was referencing, no. I was referencing that, that, um, uh, um, oh my gosh, uh, Reacher. Is like the littlest hobo. If you remember the littlest hobo, the, the old Canadian TV series where the dog would jump on a train, go to the next town, then go save some random kid or somebody. Oh, I vaguely remember fire. that. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Go, then when the train go to the next town, I was like, Reacher is like the littlest hobo. He just jumps on the train, goes to the next town, beats some people up, and does it again. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I... You see yeah, it now. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You can't oh, okay, see yeah. it. He's the yeah, littlest hobo. Yeah, yeah. Can't see it. All right, moving on to our next topic, which is going to be a continuation of a review that was started last week. Seems right now that his uh, internet is holding strong. So T, without further ado, take it away. Oh my gosh. Okay, so last week I ended up seeing, was it last week or the week before? I ended up seeing this movie, The, The Beekeeper. And... We had uh, we were pretty excited about this uh, movie, well, me especially because I've been a big fan of Jason Statham ever since the one. Uh, obviously, I enjoyed the Crank series, the Transporter series, uh, and I've watched pretty much all of his movies ever since. So I was excited for this movie, and then I watched it, and I, for the first time in a very long time, probably ever, I do not agree with imdb's rating and i am notoriously known for always agreeing with imdb's rating imdb gave this a 6.7 this shit is like a three at best damn like maybe a four and i'm being generous only because jason statham still delivers that like that charisma um the fights are are mid like ooh. Yeah, like they're like they're, that's the main part. <laughs> they're, that's I mean, the main they're, point. They're they're decent, but it's like not like I think we've been like way too spoiled with like fight choreography over the years that like it just mm. yeah like where I think at this point I was kind of expecting a little bit more from Jason and you know granted if if he's getting old and that's the reason why I, I mean he he still delivers a really good performance. It's just the choreography whoever was in charge of directing it um or um creating it I, I yeah just it was it was mid it was mid but okay so i'm going to briefly run through 
the storyline to save you uh, two hours of this film. So <laughs> basically, spoilers. <laughs> well, in all honesty, if you've seen the trailer, you pretty much know the gist of the uh, movie. Yeah, there's okay. not there's there's not much beyond what you see in the trailer. And so basically, uh, Jason, it, it's established that Jason is a beekeeper in a literal and also a figurative sense, and he is also He's currently working for Felicia Rashad's character, uh, doing like beekeeping shit. Um, and it's established off camera. So you never actually see the relationship between him and, the, and and her. But like she like did him a favor a while back and um, I guess gave him a place to stay. And in exchange, he does beekeeping shit around the house. And so they kind of built a bond in, in that regard. But again, this is all it's like they basically tell you they don't actually show you and so you're just supposed to believe that these these two people have a deep connection and so anyway she goes into the into the house and she is you know on her computer and then she randomly gets like this message saying that your computer has been hacked so um yeah call this number to get it rectified so she calls the number and a Sure enough, as you see in the trailer, it's a it's a scamming company. It's one of those scamming companies, right? And so, basically, long story short, they scam her out of all of her money. And she had like uh, like a charity account where like she had like I think two million dollars um, of charity funds in in that account, and they wiped her shit clean. So cleared out everything, and of course she's. Um, She's pretty much devastated. And then later on that evening, she takes a gun to her dome, blows her brains out, and is by Felicia. So after that, uh, you know, Sir. Jason. <laughs> is her name? Yeah. You had to go there. <laughs> yeah, you just go like skip over that like you didn't just say that. <laughs> you're like, bye, like, Felicia. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, <clears throat> Jason uh later on that night he he um he's supposed to go over to her place for dinner and then he notices all the lights are off and so he he goes in and sees it's like a little suspicious and so he walks he walks into the um, the hallway and then he sees that she's like dead on the couch and then he basically gets framed for the murder because her her daughter shows up who just so happens to be a uh, like a uh, I don't know if she's FBI or a regular police officer, but anyway, he gets framed um, for the for the murder for like five minutes, and then because they do like forensic, and they realize oh the gut the the gut the prints on the gun matched uh, Felicia's prints and not his, so he's free to go. And so that lasted all about five minutes, and so Jason gets upset, and so he goes and he uh, he calls this number, okay, and um, this is where it starts to get very kind of like john wick ish because he calls this number and on the other line there's like a, a a bunch of ladies and they're all tatted up and one of the ladies in particular answers the phone and she's like hello and then you know obviously it's jason and she's like <clears throat> i thought you were retired and he's like well today i'm coming out of retirement and so he hangs up the phone she gives well basically before he hangs up the phone she gives him the address to where the scam artist is and then he goes and then he blows up the building and um and then yeah so it turns out that this one this is only one of like several buildings that like all do these like scam artist shit um like to elderly or whatever so his jason's plan is to basically find all of those buildings and blow them all up 
So he finds out that this guy is the uh, is like the head like runner of this scamming operation. He's like a main investor. And um, so, yeah, Jason hears about it. And then um, this guy, he starts getting like like worried. So he tries to hire these like henchmen to go and uh, take out Jason. Jason takes them out. So now this guy's really scared. So he goes to Jeremy uh, Irons and he's just like, yo, like this guy, he's like, he's like ruining my operation. Like, I, I want to know who this guy is. Like, and he's like, he calls himself the beekeeper. And uh, Jeremy Irons is like, oh shit, he, like like an actual beekeeper or like beekeeper, beekeeper. And then the other guy's like, what, do you, what the fuck are you talking about? He's just a beekeeper. <laughs> and turns out that beekeepers are actually like similar to like Jason, uh, sorry, uh, to John Wick where they're part of this like secret organization that's like under the radar and they're like he like hardcore assassins and shit and uh Jason's retired but now there's a there's another there's a, like a current beekeeper in the ranks right now and so Jeremy Irons contacts that beekeeper and then the beekeeper goes and tries to take out Jason Jason kills kills her and then continues on his mission to try and get to this guy so eventually there's a big plot twist where this guy is he's actually the son of the current president of the United States. There's a lot of bee puns regarding oh the beehive and like we got to take out the queen and shit like that. And so Jason, you know, he does some like espionage shit to make his way into the uh, Oval Office. Breaks into the Oval Office. There's a bunch of other like random like assassins that are here to protect this dude. But Jason runs right all through those guys and then eventually breaks into the Oval Office, shoots this guy in the head, end of story. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. He <clears throat> basically jumps out of the window and then he goes into the ocean, he puts on a scuba suit, and then he just disappears. And that's it. Wait, hold up. Wasn't he in, like, the Oval Office? He was in the – yeah, he shot – He sh like, he basically took out everyone, the FBI, well, hold, all the well, assassins that were in there. How did he get to a beach from the Oval Office? I, bro, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> like nothing. None of this shit made sense. Like to this day, I don't even know what a beekeeper is. Like they made it so like <clears throat> they tried to make it like secretive, where like nobody knows who the beekeepers are in the movie, including and, the audience, and including <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't even know. Like it'd be nice if you let me in on the information, but yeah, we didn't get that. And then. Come for the yeah. second film to find out what the first film was about. Yeah. So, oh my God. and then the girl from uh, what's that show? Um, the Umbrella Academy. She plays the daughter, and she's just oh, she's just fucking annoying the entire time. Like she oh. serves no purpose at all. Like she just she'd be keeping me bored the entire movie because I was just like, like get off screen. You like why are you even here? So yeah, it was just. <coughs> It was it was a trash film. It's not a good film. And then I, like I saw an interview where or I think it was a post where Jason was like, I want to thank all my fans for, you know, making us number one for a second time in a row. And I'm like, nothing came out in January, bro. Like, of course, you're <laughs> number one. Like, so, yeah, save yourself the money. And don't just. Yeah, I wouldn't watch this in theaters. Maybe watch it. Maybe stream it, like download it, actually torrent it. Get someone else okay. to torrent it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well then, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. Yeah. Thank you for taking it for us. No problem. No problem. All right. All uh, right. Well. By the unless way, you have to say, yeah, go I on, have one thing to say. That right there was a very acceptable acceptable use of CNN. Now we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. You're welcome. <laughs>
<laughs> Moving on to our final topic and a discussion of uh, of tonight, which has to do with the show that Ta- Darcy uh, recommended to us and also to the rest of the world through the internet, The Brother's Son. This is a Netflix TV series uh, that has been released on, well, Netflix. Um, it is a action comedy drama uh, that is also kind of, uh, well, basically, the main draw towards it is Michelle Yeoh. She was, like, marketed the fuck out of this show. Like, I think they realized if, it, if she wasn't on anything, no one would watch it. Mm-hmm. It's meant as an action comedy. Uh, and it is, uh, let me just look. It's eight episodes long on uh, Netflix. And it was all released on January 4th. So after our buddy Darcy, who watched it on the plane, I believe, on the way back from Cambodia. Oh yeah. I decided, I decided to watch as much of it as I could on the on the flight back from Colombia, and so I got through the first three episodes, and I decided to keep on watching. So, Darcy, since you were the ones who suggested to us, I'm gonna say let's now give a full review. Spoilers for those uh, who uh, who are watching that haven't seen the Brother Son. We're not going to get too far deep, but we are gonna say some stuff that's probably gonna. Be like, oh, wait, we wanted to wait a little bit to find that out. So, Darce, give us your full review of The Brother's Son. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I said last time. But overall, this is a fantastic show. It does a great job for me in terms of blending comedy and action and some, like... I like how it takes like moments that are like Dexter, like like people hacking people up in a kitchen, and then just be like making a joke out of it. Like it's just such a it's an odd vibe that I absolutely love, uh, and at the same time, it even has elements of like random other shows that like I can't really re- reference, but like where it's just like the 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 assassin brother really just wants to be a chef, right? He just wants like a simple life, and it's like these like weird tones, but like it just finds this way of, of working um and the the son on the right who's like the useless one ends up being you know oddly and surprisingly the strategic one um i'm really curious when you guys get into your review uh how you took the gut shot um and and his plan with the gut shot because mm. that was mm. that was smart but i mean hands down I love the show. I, I'm just going to quickly volley here because I'm just really interested to see what my bros have to say because you What would have you give a, it out of 10? What, oh, what would I give it out of 10? It's a great question. Um, I'm going to go 8.5 8. out of 10. Okay. It's, okay. it's a really, really solid show. I won't say that it's a perfect show, but it's not a show that needs to be perfect because it is just absolutely enjoyable um there may be a couple <laughs> scenes here and there where you know uh, that fight could have been a little bit tighter or this part could be a little bit whatever but overall it's it's a it's a real solid show for me i i absolutely love it i can't wait for a second season okay uh t uh yeah so i'm gonna start it off by uh giving my rating i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten i i thoroughly enjoyed this <clears throat> more so than i thought i would uh i was kind of just going based off of uh darcy's suggestion and he did not disappoint with that suggestion because i really really enjoyed this uh i'll 
I'll begin with the the bad, and I really only have one major criticism: is the fight scenes uh, near the tail end of the series of the season, where it was a little bit mid level for me. Uh, I think, like like Darcy said, I think that the fighting could have been a little tighter in some moments, and I think personally, it the fight scenes peaked uh, during the spa scene. I think that was like the, probably their best fight scene within the entire series other than that i was just kind of like oh, i've seen tighter i feel like you could have cleaned it up a little bit more and like i said earlier with the other review i think we've been a little bit spoiled when it comes to fights over the years especially with like it be, like with this being in like an all asian cast i was almost expecting like a higher level of fight choreography especially with Mich michelle yao attached unfortunately she doesn't do she does very little fighting in this but um yeah, I think that's my only major criticism with the uh, with the show. Um, in terms of the good, I was invested in the story above all else. Like um, comedy was okay, but the story was something that really, really got me. Um, and I was hooked from like the first episode when usually it takes me at least three episodes to really get into a show. I like I was it captivated me right from the get go. So. Um, yeah, kudos for that. The characters are very likable. Like, you know, although the apple hasn't fallen or the apple has fallen far from the tree regarding Bruce, uh, he doesn't the thing I like about Bruce is he does he doesn't in some ways he's he's the typical geek loser kind of guy, but in other ways it's like he's not annoying with it. And I think the reason why I didn't find him as annoying is because his best friend takes a lot of that weight but the good thing is like his best friend isn't in it a whole lot for you to kind of like be like oh like why are you here like you should have been dead a long time ago like it's kind of like i equate it to um you know in demon slayer the 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 dude that's always falling asleep whenever oh, yeah like that guy like i cannot stand in it yeah where it's just like you're just so annoying but you're also kind of dope but like really really annoying and like I, yeah i just get irritated every time i, I see like sinetsu um I'm, but, I'm, I'm in the minority here <laughs> yeah fair um i enjoyed charles i like charles character a lot and i i, I like yeah. like how conflicted he is by his duality because like darcy said like he just wants to be a chef but he's also this killer um which kind of makes like like his desire and his passion a vulnerability. a made killer not a natural yeah, killer exactly and then he's also a liability because of that despite being revered as this legendary badass which i find really interesting um of course michelle yao is like a knockout as always uh not Kills in a literal set, sense Kills but like it. despite not being involved in a lot of action she just man it's like it just goes to show how badass she is because she can be just as opposing like imposing with her words and her presence as she is with her fist and mm. i just thought she was fantastic so yeah and then lastly the dad as the villain he, i mean he's only in it for a short while but like he has presence and like it like he gave a very believable believable performance um it's like the very stereo like the very typical stern stoic asian father but adding gangster on top of that and it's like if you bring home like anything less than a like a minus he's gonna like cut your finger off and shit like i like i really enjoyed his like his character and like if they decide because based on how it ended like i mean like he could still come back in some way. And so I'd be interested to see how that kind of plays out. But um, yeah, overall, really enjoyed the show. Looking forward to season two. And yeah. Yeah. So 
Uh, I'm going to piss people off uh, as per usual. But uh, I will say that uh, my rating for this is a 7 out of 10. I wanted to like it more than I did because, and I wouldn't, the for me, the actors did a great job all across the board. I also like the story a lot. And the writing was there. I just felt that a lot of the execution didn't work for me. Like, the comedy didn't connect with me very well. Uh, I would say I laughed maybe three or four times, like, out loud throughout the entire season. Uh, No, three times. And other times I chuckled here and there. But mostly that was because of Charles and uh, Michelle Yeoh's character. Like, I didn't find Bruce to be funny. In fact, I found him not annoying. Let me put it this way. He started off very annoying, and by the end of it, I really liked him. I loved the character arcs throughout the, series, uh, this, uh, the show. All three of them, uh, at, yeah, all three characters, the mom, Charles, and Bruce, loved their character arcs. I also found it very fascinating that, like, we're rooting for a triad family, and like vigilantes who are going after the triads are the enemy. And we're like, yo, we got to stop those guys. And it's like, wait, should we want those guys to be stopped? <laughs> um, I found the action. I agree with you, T. The action, as the season progressed, the action not got worse, just got uh, sloppier. It, it, like, I liked how you said it. I think you said it best. Like, you would think it would have better action given how it started and given the fact that this is like, you would think a kung fu series and it like i like the concept of the golf fight but i felt that it like i like the cinematography but like i didn't think the, the the stunts were landing and that was like a really big loss for me i was like and like i it was part of a very good emotional aspect for charles and i was busy like critiquing the the action sequences which i didn't enjoy but i like despite my misgivings against the comedy despite my misgivings about the action i was thoroughly enjoying myself i like the story arc i like the character arc i like how the characters fleshed out over time uh i found that the father was a little bit more two-dimensional i there was there's depth there that you can like dig into and i wanted more now you could say that's uh uh, that could be a narrative choice. Like it's like, hey, always leave your audience wanting more. I felt there was a missed opportunity of giving us more because, like, we don't really know why he just suddenly turned into like, or why he had such a inherent like shitty relationship with his wife when, like, he like it almost said like he actually act, worked around getting her to be gone from Taipei, and it's like, but why though? She was like really helping, but who cares like uh i i found their relationship when they did have scenes together to be very powerful and i'm really glad like i come from a south asian uh uh background so there is a similarity between the family dynamics of children and parents the way they are depicting it in an asian community uh so like i was resonating a lot with that element i could sometimes relate to Bruce uh, being the younger child, but also I could really understand where Charles is coming from because my sister and I are really close and she's the eldest child. So she definitely had a lot of aspects of that. So there were a lot of, there's a lot of richness in this series that I didn't expect. Uh, And I didn't think that from an action comedy series that I would find characterization 
and the the dramatic parts that happened to be the best part. And I mean, the fact that they kept Michelle Yeoh from fighting almost the entire season, I was like, well, like there was one moment, and I and Darcy brought it up with me uh, off air one time. He was like, yo, there's a there's a point where she fights where you think it's going to be like this epic fight, and it goes a completely different direction. And I was like. Yeah, but th- that but then they actually have a fight sequence at the end with her, and that was vi- like I would say that fight I was all in for because that was just like it felt like a real fight. Like if you told mm. me that Michelle Yeoh and that son, uh, that that actress actually threw de- threw hands uh, in that scene, I'd be like, I believe that. Uh, so for me, like I give it a seven because. I wanted more because they had the stage for more and they didn't give it to me. So I, I, and also the action and the comedy almost got in the way, but like where this story, where this show shines is the actors and the, like the family dynamics. Like that is like, that is some rich shit. And also I will say while he wasn't in the show, John Cho is legend. <laughs> I know that that was awesome. That way, doorbell, who, that doorbell had me on the floor. That, that whole thing was good. One more question: Was that a seven out of a hundred? Seven out of ten. Because based on that review, it felt like more like seven out of hundred. You, you, you're like, oh, I really like this show, but not really. Here's a ninety <laughs> items of why I don't really like this show, but I resonate with it. But I don't really like this show. I gave some <laughs> positive steps in that. I, bro, when, when someone's pro and con list is heavily weighted on the con side, and then like a seven out of ten, I'm like seven out of what ten times what? <laughs> <laughs> I just I liked it. I liked it more than I thought it would, but for different reasons. But for what it's marketed for, is not what sold to me. Mm, okay, you liked it more than you thought you would. That's also so you didn't think you were going to like it at all. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, I just didn't think I would like it the way I did. Like I liked it because of the acting and the characterization. Mm. When you go to see when you go to see an action comedy, that's not what you're looking for. <laughs> I mean, uh, those were very strong points for me, absolutely. And and I think that is why I like the show the most. But I didn't really like as much as I knew there was action comedy. I didn't really go into it with expectations. Like I, I was mm. like, this movie's supposed to be good. Our show is supposed to be good, and people were liking it. And I know kind of what like some stuff's gonna happen, but I just didn't really care to wonder what it was. It's just like, oh, this is gonna be interesting. And I go and watch it, and I was like, just constantly surprised by um, scenes playing differently than how I would have expected them, given the context, right? Like in a different property i would expect certain scenes to play a little differently and they were just more fun than i would expect them to be and that was what was so enjoyable for me it kept me wanting to see what where it was going next oh uh i was just reading the comments uh what may bot was saying about uh michelle yo's uh line no one asked what i wanted was the best completely agree with you Maybot. like that that actually made me tear up a little bit when i was watching it because like there was there is, I guess, like a cultural uh, resonance for my culture as well, where Michelle Yeoh is basically like, she's like this, like, in control boss woman who's like playing at all, like, all levels, always got a plan, and everything goes to shit with the son that she loves the most. And he's like, yo, I did this for you. And she's like, you and everyone else in my life, no one has asked what I wanted. And like, you fucking everything up. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yo, this mm. like, yo, okay. 
did this one this actress remind you of anybody? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Darcy. I don't know. But yeah, but I have no idea. Christelle? Ah, uh, yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we uh we have a friend who uh she, th- this actress definitely uh resembles. I actually thought it was her at one point. I had to do a double take. I was like, wait, when did she get into acting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I had that, that thought while I was watching for like a minute, but then I like settled into the character, so that's why I totally forgot until you guys just like brought brought it up. But yeah, like it's like yeah, definitely reminds me uh of her. Yeah. Uh she was a very unique DEA uh attorney. <laughs> Sorry, DA. Sorry, DA. I was just like, she has a lot of access. Yeah, she she also. Yeah, I definitely was like, this is not somebody's job. Like, this is not the job. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, she's going in. I'm like, this is a detective's job. This isn't her job. Like, I don't think DA's like, like I've watched like so like for instance, my partner and I uh, love the show. It's finished now called Blue Bloods, and it's like a family of like cops and then like the one daughter is like the da uh or going to be a da but never really becomes one um and uh she does um stuff like related and will sometimes show up to places but she never investigates anything she'll just be like that's your job and then like leaves (laughs) right and i'm like even still i would argue that that what she did in that show was more than what people actually do in the in in real life so when she was showing up for stuff in this i'm like why is she a cop <laughs> like <laughs> she, she's doing the wrong job altogether. <laughs> my my favorite part even though it's completely unrealistic it's like uh when he calls her phone while they're tapping it and everyone just like turns and looks at her i'm like so no one's gonna say anything <laughs> the fact that she's taking a call from the guy <laughs> oh my goodness yeah uh, okay, so I wanted to ask, out of the main three, which was your favorite character? Uh, uh, Darcy, let's start with you. Mm, the the assassin brother. Yeah. Okay. T. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Charles as well. Damn. Okay, mine was Michelle Yeoh. Are you trying to make us look like no look i just I, I just like i i thought you guys would all say michelle yo too uh but like maybe i've got mommy issues, mommy issues but like i mean uh, that's a given i don't know anyone who is like oh i don't like her oh, oh, oh actually you just reminded me of something um female representation in this uh show we had four uh uh female actors uh female characters i mean like oh, they yeah. brought it if yeah. i like you, you, even uh Bruce's uh girlfriend. Yeah. Ooh! Yeah. No. No, uh, we had five. We had five actually. Uh we ha- okay, so we had like uh the twins. Uh so the actress who played the twins. Yeah. Uh we had uh the bodyguard. Uh we had uh, <laughs> the bodyguard. We had, we had the the girlfriend. We had the DA slash cop, uh, and we had the mom. So yeah. we had five actually. Like those were like yeah, and all of them brought it. And then the aunties. Yes, the aunties was so good. That was that so good. Me. That yeah. killed me. Yeah, 
That was. I, I also love like when he brought all the aunties to like diffuse a situation. It's like, what do we like, do? Who, who's like, your who's your who's your mother? She would be ashamed of you. You're like, oh, oh, because like all these like men who are acting so hard, we're about to like kill somebody and hack them up, and all of a sudden just turn into boys. Like, yeah. I love how one like took it. One took his gun and put like a like a cookie in his hand, and he was like. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's funny when Bruce is like, um, "Yeah, we need guns, but we're gonna go get bigger guns." <laughs> uh, oh. uh, all right. So uh, Maybot's like blowing up our our our, our uh, comment section. So I need to say some of the things that she's saying. So like, um, she's like her uh, her whole purpose in the show is kind of strange, but I strongly feel it was a director writer's parody of Asian dramas. Uh, she's speaking about the DA. Uh, you know what? I, I see that. I actually see that, like, because that you, she was so mismatched in her role that you could see that it was someone just trying to like use her as like a as a, a plot device. Michelle Yeoh was Michelle Yeoh, though. I think Charles actor Charles, the older brother, uh, showed the most range. That goes to why yeah. we we enjoyed him the most. You yeah. know what? Actually, I'm sorry to rethink my thought. Yeah, like yeah. I just enjoyed his character because like I didn't know this actor, and his mm. character was badass to begin with and like how to put this his character most reminds me of anime right the one who has the most power and has the inner demon right uh -huh. and then yes. the, and then the the other brother follows the western tradition because he yes. is in the west and he is going from the underdog position so they're literally going the opposite directions which makes it like really interesting to see them both the yin yang at the at the same time and then yeah michelle yo is just michelle yo which like is all good and badass and i'm not mad about it but like it was just nice to see this character follow like the anime tradition when i when he, when he took a bite of the churro when he took a bite of the churro for the first time <laughs> that sold me bro i was like okay yeah this is my favorite character <laughs> I, okay he, he's got range <laughs> Okay, you, you know what? I, I think my... at the end, like his whole yeah. like thing is yeah. like yeah, it's a perfect. My favorite, my favorite is the one he was in the process of figuring it out. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah. and, like you said, it's like this like flaccid churro. I was like, but, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm was so good. I, I'm with you. Uh, you know what? Charles is not my new favorite. Uh, Bruce's actor was good, but I think he uh, <clears throat> he child have done more. Probably could have oh. done more. Could, oh, he could have done, done more. more. He could could have done more. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, according says the way my ears just perked up at the mention of all the ladies. Honestly, uh, I, I can't see any negative feminist blowback on this show because, like, they th there was a range of characters. The freaking bodyguard had a character arc. Oh, mm. I loved her. I loved yeah, her. Yeah, like, the thing I, was, I, it it wasn't like it. It, it they all felt um it all felt natural like i was like you bring it up and i'm like oh yeah there were a lot but i wasn't consciously sitting there thinking like oh there's so many ladies in this film it's just like here's not, a bunch of characters all the characters are, i enjoy what the characters doing they all fit it's all good like and then just like it just all works right it never feels like a like a, a forced a thing th a and then yeah. deal and then these characters are like i don't get why this person's here like it's just like it's like you're just trying to do something no like i just enjoy all the characters and everything that they brought into all the roles and they were just all super enjoyable and none of the women were helpless even the da had a had some fight in her which was good yeah so i was yeah. like okay yeah i rate that that's that's impressive yeah oh, <laughs> when she put the spice yeah in. yeah <laughs> oh yeah. there was only one helpless character in this whole thing and it was uh our buddy's best friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
I mean, he got a little and, side at the he, end, but he owned it though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love how he's like, yeah, these are my boys, and we're like, they're not his boys. And you show up and you find out, like, they're definitely no, they're not his boys. <laughs> so okay, my, the the two, I think all three times I laughed out loud. Oh, sorry, two of those times came from Charles reacting to people because the first time was when uh like that that guy like salutes him is like dude you gotta stop doing that that made that made me laugh the second time was when uh he's on the phone with uh with charles with, with bruce and bruce okay the fact that bruce didn't understand uh mandarin or cantonese i don't know which one was being spoken <laughs> mandarin Mandarin. Okay, the fact that he could like barely understand Mandarin, and so when he's listening to like Sleepy Chang's like like big dialogue, and he's like ca- like catching every like, every other word. LOL. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to Charles is like, I think they're like going after Dad's eggs, and Charles is like, Why would they go up? Jesus Christ! I was dying like because oh. like that stuff was great, and I will say the the ending is when he goes through his dad's like, Can I get you like a blanket? He's like. You and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. like the relatable moments. I think were when like it shined, but when they tried to be funny is when they lost me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Okay, so uh, guys, uh, so uh, Maybot says actual facts. There are shows out there that boast female empowerment, but this show embodied embodied female empowerment. I. I completely agree because this reminds me of uh, the Mandalorian, where like they didn't make a big deal that like it's an all stream female strike team. They're not like, all right, girls, got that woman power. It's like, no, we gotta go fuck some people up. And it's like, yeah, you're watching it. You're like, oh shit, they're all girls. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Courtney's like, stop, stop. I'm already, I'm already sold. Sorry, Courtney. We may go on for a little bit longer, just a little bit. And uh, Maybot says, okay, but like we can pour one out for our boy blood boots oh yeah, yeah like yeah. the man oh man i was actually like momentarily annoyed with him and then i liked him again and then uh and then it happened and i was like when well, he probably would have ended up turning on them too yeah so oh man but that scene where um so when he sends uh the the, uh, the female body or bodyguard to go kill bruce and then those other his two friends are like, "Yo, we don't want to do this." And then Charles just went, bah, bah, and he just blows both of them away. I was like, "Oh my gosh, bro!" Like no hesitation. Crazy. I also really loved. You know what? I I can't believe. I, yeah, Charles is my favorite character. When he couldn't pull the trigger, or I should say, when he couldn't aim the gun properly in that scene mm. in the bathroom, uh, that yeah. and that actually hit me hard. Uh, yeah, he's conflicted, man. And, but like, understandably so. And yeah. like, it's not like oh, like he's forced to like this person. You get that he's always wanted one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One that uh, I uh, uh, sorry, I always on. wanted to call out about Blood Boots before we move off of him is I really liked is um, when um, Bruce is um, talking to his uh not too long girlfriend um that uh but before they they get on and he's just like she likes you you should like sleep with her and then he's like (laughs) and then and then there's like and then she comes up and talks and it's like i'll just be back here and it's like that's weird and then he's in the back like doing uh like like one one leg lunges like with his blood boots i'm like this guy's amazing (laughs) like so good 
Um, Maybot has an opinion. She says, no chance. Uh, Blue Bloods was loyal to mom. Jing was loyal to dad. True. And and blood boots, not, not not blue blue boots. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah, blood boots. Oh, uh, okay. The uh, the one of the asshole uh, bodyguards that was like friends with Charles, who was obsessed with that movie, and then finally got to do like the oh yeah, uh, the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like honestly, the, the reason why that scene made made me like chuckle a little bit was like. The entire time, I'm like, that's not useful. You'd get killed in a fight. Yeah. And then he's like, I've, I've never been in a situation where it works. And then he dies right afterwards. I was like, oh. yeah. Oh, wait, Corny, wait hold on. Corny hasn't seen this, right? Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We're just ruining everything for her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Corny, no, we're, just, we're just setting up moments of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Jim Cotta, that was it. I couldn't remember the movie's name, Jim Cotta. Uh, yeah, so like I, I was glad that like they brought <laughs> some realism to the fight, mm -hmm. but uh, yes, hopefully, all of you who are listening, you have decided to listen to Darcy's excellent suggestion and are going to go out and find out what you think of the brother's son on your own. Uh, I in no way is this a bad show, except at all. unless you're listening to Umar's review. Yeah, I did <laughs> seven out of ten is not a bad show. I mean, it's, by the not, but now you're starting to say a lot of good stuff about it. I think you might want to change your review, yeah. bro. I'm still gonna hold on to seven out of ten. Mm. Umar, it's not the seven out of ten rating. Listen, listen here, okay? It's how you present the information. You're like, it's seven out of ten. Let me get my good things out the way. One, two, three. <laughs> now let me go down my list of seventeen <laughs> items that I don't like. And it's like that doesn't make it seem like you like the film. <laughs> okay, I will say that the items that I liked are season-wide and are much more engaging and are much more prevalent. But like you said, the moments I didn't like are are few and far between. Yeah, I, like nobody wants to do a weighting scale when they're listening to your review, okay? <laughs> like, okay, these three have a multiple of 10, and these 17 have a multiple of 1.5. So if you're doing the math, okay, it still doesn't add up. Actually, hold up, hold up. That's incorrect. People do do, uh, like, weighted uh, reviews. Like nobody say, wants to listen to a weighted <laughs> review. Um, some people do. Someone wants to know about the action. Someone wants to know about the comedy. Someone wants to know about the so, drama. Some people, so. uh, yeah, out here, like, let me just get my pen, pen, Umar, just Okay, let's just say that like you two did for the rest of the world i did for those five people tom tom's four carry the exponent like <laughs> oh, is it full price is it better than sex is it matinee what you got okay the standard rating from spill the, the three standard is full price matinee and rental and then there's a levels above that and below that. But if you stick with the three core, just because like I know he's gonna get lost quickly. Is it full price, matinee, or rental? <laughs> I'm gonna say it's full price. Okay, there you All go. Right. There you go. Yeah. So none of this seven BS. <laughs> seven can be full price. Mm, like, no, full like price. Just, there yeah, some... I like. I like full price better. You, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna start bringing this this, this spill rating yeah. into, into here. Oh no, we should create our own. I like it. I like Ooh, it. I like I, that. Yeah. I like that. 
Yeah, but I still like better than sex. That's like yeah. the best writing ever. <laughs> but then on the low end, for those who don't know Spill. So Spill is uh, what was years ago, a YouTube. They had like a podcast and they did a YouTube thing. Um, not too unlike. And then, uh, but they would do like an animated version when it was like funny. And they had this rating, like the three we said, above um, full price was better than sex. But below um, rental was um, some old bullshit. <laughs> and then below that was fuck you. <laughs> And Twilight definitely was getting in that lower rating scale all the time. <laughs> they probably invented the new levels because of Twilight. Yeah. They're like, they're like, it bounced past the fuck you and came back up to, to some old bullshit. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I just know you hate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of like, okay, well, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to come up with a rating system and like bounce it off you guys, and I want you to like, we we can like maybe add or subtract or change it up. Ooh, a four, four point weighted scale in there like <laughs> you'll have to use like a plot diagram like, yeah. just to figure out what umar is saying here let's go <laughs> yeah. all right so uh, uh oh uh courtney's like don't you speak ill of my beloved twilight i didn't say nothing oh actually i did i'm sorry um courtney you will really enjoy the spill uh review of twilight saga um uh the second film i think it is whatever um uh just uh enjoy the moment of two ply get the two ply and uh when you see that come back next week and let us know what you think <laughs> i have no idea what that means i don't want to look it up because i don't want to mess up my youtube algorithm. i sent you the video in our in our whatsapp chat i'm gonna send it to you again you need to watch it, it is Fine. gold you Fine. will not regret it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to volume T for our clo uh, closing. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I'm tired. I'll go on. Too much hot D. I get it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love how Maybe I love how Maybe I said that's how she's going to start calling the show. Oh. Hot D. Hot D. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right, well, this has been another edition of Hot D. I'm your boy, Tactics. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> it's just nice to hear. And this is Biki Kumar. Please like, favorite, and subscribe. We'll see you guys next week. And thank you, Maybot, Courtney, for all your amazing comments in, the, in our comment section. And until next time, live long and prosper, y'all.